0: Jason and Life Coach David Bartke here. It's Thursday, October 19th, 2017. We continue with our ongoing discussion of Ask and It Is Given by Abraham Hicks. We're up to Chapter 9, David. We're moving right along. It's pretty cool. Wow,
1: I can't believe it already. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. And uh, people are listening, by the way. Um, the numbers are up. So they, they, they like the topic. That's a good thing.
2: Yes. Yes, and I, I thought it would be cool to kind of start like we did last time, okay? Where we could share we could share some wins that we had in the past week, and um, I actually have a very interesting win I wanted to share. My very very first client that I got many years ago called me again for some more coaching. Oh, nice! And uh, yeah, I thought that was great, and because I don't always get to follow up with people, and we had our session the other day, and he is doing really well over the years and continued using all the things he learned in coaching. And it was just great to hear that, you know, that uh, it's working for him and he's very into law of attraction and he's, he's manifested so many wonderful, he's manifested the job he wanted, the relationship he wanted. And it's, uh, it's just great. So I was very happy for him.
0: Very gratifying.
2: uh, Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, last night, I went to the casino with some friends.
0: Uh Uh-oh, another casino story.
2: (laughs) Well, let's just say I came home with more money than I went with. So (laughs) that is always a win when you go to a casino. Yeah, that's not easy to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that was fun, and I thought, oh, that's a nice win to have. And uh, I had safe transportation the last week, and unfortunately not everyone could say that because or whatever but that's another win that i had a a week of safe transportation and uh i don't know what about you Walt? what are some wins you've had the past
0: week well even before i mentioned wins you you mentioned accidents which is not exactly a happy topic but um it it does remind me of a couple things one is that really there's no such thing as an accident when you think about it Mm -hmm. because Uh the odds of Two vehicles ending up in the same spot at the same time, considering how large the Earth is, is pretty right. small. So you have to mm-hmm. kind of work at it a bit. Um, and so, so, so there, there's definitely a law of attraction thing that goes on here because you know I, I I think it's pretty clear from what we know about law of attraction that what we tend to think about the vibrational level we we tend to stay on tends to attract more on that vibrational level. So if yeah. you're in a kind of a negative vibrational stance a lot, and you have you an accident, yeah. You yeah. you can't be really surprised. <laughs> <laughs> On the other hand yeah. though, there 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 can be hidden gems, believe it or not, in accidents. Yeah. Now presuming that mm-hmm. you survived them, of course. Of course. But um <laughs> when my wife and I met, we met in nineteen ninety eight. And that summer, uh I I took her to Virginia. We were living living in Connecticut at the time. I took her mm-hmm. to Virginia to the lake where my parents used to live. To right. meet the family and to spend a, a week at the lake, and she was a little bit uh, um, hesitant about what's going to happen. But we, we we went. Now before we went, a actually no, after we went, we we had a great trip. I, I gotta get the time frame right. But this has been a few years ago, so I have to remember it all. <laughs> you know, but we had this great trip, and in the midst of this trip, um, I was telling her about how wonderful the lake is, and we were going to ride jet skis and so forth. She says. Well, you're never going to get me on a jet ski. Well, guess what? We couldn't get her off the jet ski. You know, So, so we've had a great, great time. We came yeah. back. And then the following winter, we go down for Christmas again. We get to meet, um, reintroduce her to my niece. It was actually the first time I'd met my niece, too. She was you know, newly born. Actually, she, no, no, I'm sorry. She, her, she was a year old at that point. So anyway, all these great things are happening. I asked her to marry me that following February. And th- uh-huh. um, oh, God, I'm really screwing up the time frame here. no okay wow it's amazing how you forget what the order of things were i remember the things that happened but the order is wrong okay so this was after the visit to uh to the lake in the summer toward the end of that summer in fact it was actually on my mom's birthday now that i remember um august 27th we were driving to rhode island to meet her family and to meet her parents and her brother and and you know Friends and so on and so forth. And the first thing she wanted to do was just show me the beaches that she used to hang out on in Rhode Island because, of course, Rhode Island has some great beaches. So, okay, we went yeah. down to the beach. And we spent the day there. It was a lovely day. And then on the way back, she says, well, I know the route a whole lot better. Why don't I just drive? Now, I had just bought uh-huh. this car. It wasn't brand new, but it was new to me. I'd had it for like a month. It was in really nice shape and so forth. And you'll never guess what I said to her. Yeah. I said, well kind of hesitantly okay just don't get into an accident (laughs) okay now i'm going to give you one yes david what do you think happened
2: gee i wonder what happened
0: (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) about 15 minutes later we're driving down the middle of route two if anybody who knows rhode island knows route two they know that during beach traffic it's very busy but this was in the middle of the day so there was no beach traffic and it was clear. It was bright. It was sunny. It was a warm day. It was comfortable. Windows were open. There, there was only, there were only two cars on the highway, ours and a car coming the opposite direction. There was oh, nothing goodness. else in in either direction that you could see as far as the eye could see. <laughs> and this car coming the other way, about 100 yards from us, decides to turn in front of us and stop in the middle of the lane.
1: What? That's craziness. We found out later that it was an
0: old lady who... Had who was going to a wedding, and she had stopped in the middle of the lane because she wanted to make sure she was in the right place.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> if that made sense to her. I guess at the time that made sense to her. I don't well, know.
0: Well, it made sense for our cars colliding, I can tell you that.
2: I'm sure. Oh,
0: my God. So we had this massive collision in the middle of the highway with no other cars around, and... I mean, I was devastated because I just bought the car my wife was she was still my fiance at that point, and she was right. devastated because she it was the first time she'd ever driven my car, and she just <laughs> wrecked it. <laughs> oh my
1: goodness
0: <laughs> and, and there are actually some funny stories that go along with it because um once we got to the, uh well first her brother came picked us up. After we went to the hospital, when we we're at the hospital, there's this big confrontation with the woman who caused the accident. I mean, that was all very interesting. Um, uh-huh. The cops show up at the hospital; they're interviewing us. There's all this stuff going on. Well, we finally get out of the hospital. Um, we uh, there are a number of little stories, but I'll skip those. We get to her parents' house, and her father, who was quite ailing at the time, he only lasted uh-huh. just long enough for us to get married, and then he died shortly afterward. Uh-huh. He lasted that long. And there's a whole story there too. But he was in his glory because my wife had hurt herself so bad she couldn't cut her own meat. So her father got to cut her meat for her. Oh he God. he was just, I mean, he was so happy. You could just see the look on his face. He could help his little <laughs> girl again, you know? So anyway, wow. um, we get through that. And that night, my wife is, is terrified of even being near me. And I, I finally realized it's because she wrecked my car. She thinks I'm going to dump her or something, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, But I'll we get through
0: on. that, and i no, I still love you. Just don't wreck any more of my cars, that's all. <laughs> just don't drive
2: anymore. I'll do the <laughs> driving from now on.
1: <laughs>
0: Which is true. I do all the driving, but not because of that, just because I like driving. Um, yeah. But anyway, that sounds like, I mean, there's some funny stuff there, but it's still a pretty bad event, right? I mean, I just wrecked my brand new car. Well, clearly the accident was the fault of the other person. Right, and right. Um, I, will give, I will give a shout out to their insurance company because they did a great job. It was Progressive Insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, their representative started the phone call to me with, we are at fault. Well, how, oh, how can okay. you be yeah. mad at somebody who starts a phone call that way? <laughs> and let's settle. That was the next sentence that she said. So we got together and we worked out a settlement. And you know what? That settlement not only paid for a new car, but it paid for the wedding. Oh, my God. Wow. So there's an example of how, I mean, we were actually in a pretty good mood, but we said yeah. the wrong thing at the wrong time to get ourselves into a bad place. But overall, we were in a good place. <laughs> so we had the accident, but it turned into something really good.
2: <laughs> yeah. And did you become best friends with the lady who caused the accident?
0: No, I'm afraid not. No, we. the good uh, news that is... Would be the
2: other, that would be fun. Like if you, And on top of it all, we became best friends. <laughs> no, the oh,
0: good yeah. news is that we never saw her again. <laughs> <laughs> The one thing that I can tell you is that I I was pretty steamed at her. Not so much because she caused the accident, (laughs) although that was certainly enough to get steamed at. But that's not why. At the hospital, I told you there was this confrontation. At the hospital, she she and I were basically wheeled into X-ray at the same time.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: And we're both sitting there, well, laying on gurneys actually. And I look at her, and I I look away, like I don't really want to talk to this woman. And she looks at me, and she says, "What happened?"
2: <laughs> oh my God. And so I'm was, thinking, she that was she like really old? Where she just, she where was she in her
0: just... 60s or 70s. She wasn't that uh, old. Oh, well, yeah. And I just looked at her and I said, Well, you <laughs> drove in front of us and stopped the middle of, of our lane. Oh my God. And you could see the wheels turning. And she finally yeah. came out with, Oh, I don't remember that. Wow. And I said to myself, Oh, this lady's going to try to wiggle out of it. And I was so <laughs> mad at her. From that point on, I was steamed. Like, Oh, you've got to be kidding me. You're going to try to lay this on us? Wow. Well, well fortunately. I let I did let it go good. long enough to just, you know, I wasn't going to say anything. Unfortunately for her, her son came along and, and overheard it, and he says, uh, let's move along, Mom. He starts moving her gurney down the the, the path. Yeah, there. So yeah. I said, okay, well, that's good. You know, get her away from me, right? Well. It turned out that uh, I mentioned this to her insurance rep, and her insurance rep said, well, don't worry, because her rate is going to go through the roof. Uh, and that made me uh, feel a whole lot better. Now, that sounds really not nasty, but it did. It made me feel better. And from that point on, I didn't think about her anymore.
2: <laughs> oh, my <goodness. laughs> Wow, that is bizarre. I don't know. Maybe she had, like... Maybe she has, like, I don't know, some kind of weird dementia,
0: maybe? or I don't know. I, I, I gathered, I mean, I don't really know much about her. I gathered from yeah. um, what the insurance agent told me and from what I overheard her son telling her that she sounded like she was a bit scattered.
2: Yeah, that's what I was, I've never heard her really say yeah. that. I mean, come
0: on. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, she, she, I mean, it's probably a good thing that she's not driving anymore, that she can't afford it anymore.
2: Be- oh because
0: she probably really didn't belong on the highway. She could probably have killed somebody. So, so there's another good oh, thing yeah. that came out of it. You know, she. I mean, it makes <laughs> it more difficult for her, I'm sure, but nevertheless, yeah. we, we really don't need somebody on the highway who's going to kill people. So
2: no, no, no. But no. well, I mean, I, I know another. It's, it, it's not an accident story, but um, a friend of mine was driving on the highway. He noticed a car on the side of the road needed help, so he pulled over to help, and there were two girls. And they um, car broke down, and he helped them. And he ended up marrying one of the girls. So no kidding. Her. Yeah, he would, they would never have met if that car didn't break down.
0: Yeah, now, now that's a law of attraction thing because the, he was basically delivered to her, or she was delivered to him, depending on how you want to look at it. He that's must. Amazing, right? He must have been in some sort of an attractive mode at that point.
2: I mean, I always tell people you never know how you could meet your significant other. You never know. Oh, you think.
0: never know. It's crazy. Louise and I got introduced <laughs> by as a blind date. It was the first and last blind date blind date I had in my life. I never had a blind date before that.
1: Really? Wow. Yeah,
0: and I, I was uh, 40 years old at the time. So, I, wow, I, that's in crazy. 40 years, I had never had a blind date. I had my first blind date, and I meet my wife.
2: <laughs> wow, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's wonderful. pretty wild. Well, who? who- set it up like a friend of yours or
0: it was a friend that i knew i was very much into uh swing dancing at the time and (laughs) yeah yeah a lot of fun and uh i was part of a couple of swing dance communities here in connecticut that were Mm -hmm. very very active at the time Um, one of them is still active the other one has pretty much gone by the wayside yeah um, since then but at the time they were really active and i knew a lot of the women um because i i had really studied hard to become a good dancer. So I was a desired dance partner in that sense. Mm-hmm. And so I got to know a, an awful lot of the women. And I, I I probably knew a couple hundred of them, something like that. So it was a fairly good sized community of, of women to know, not not right. mention the uh, the male dancers too, because there are plenty of those right. as well. Um, right. you know, but a good sized community um, for Connecticut anyway, N- maybe not New York city, but, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Um, so I had known Deborah for, oh, I'd say five, seven years, something like that through the dance community, well, right. Deborah also was a psychotherapist, oh. and my wife was a psychotherapist. They worked in the same office uh. My wife had um well let's see let's shorten that story. she had lost her cat her cat had died right. um, in November, and uh he had been really really somebody very important in her in her life, of course as yeah, so, so often is with, with uh, pets um. Uh, yeah. When he died, some of her friends asked her, are you going to get another cat? And almost without even thinking about it, she blurted out, no, I'm going to get a husband.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> and within six months, she, she was asking, she was taking steps. She wasn't just trying to attract her; she was taking steps, and so she was asking right. everyone she knew, "Do you know?" This is the way she phrased it. I, I have to say, this is tooting my own horn a little bit, so it's a little bit uncomfortable. But yeah, <laughs> but uh, she would ask people, "Do you know of any emotionally healthy men?" <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> and she asked my friend Deborah that, and Deborah, of course, knew all these men from the dance community. Plus right. she has right. her own Deborah's sort of like a new agey kind of person too, so she knew all yep. these new agey guys. I mean, she had a large field of friends and she instantly wow. reacted and she says, Yeah, I know of one and she thought of me. And I'm thinking, <laughs> one? I mean, literally she she knew hundreds of men and she thought uh, of one. And I, I still I don't understand more
1: men why. More balanced than just you.
0: I, I would hope so. I, who knows? I, what can I say? You know, um, hey, they say that uh, you know the vast majority of people are dysfunctional, so maybe not. Who knows? But, but the point is, that's how she ended up connecting us together. And, and uh, the funny thing is, according to Louise, when uh, Deborah answered, "Yeah, I know one," her her next sentence was, "Shall I um, have him call you?" And. Louise said, "Well, why don't you ask him first whether or not he might be interested?" Right, right. <laughs> so Deborah says, "Oh, okay." So Deborah <laughs> called me up. Now, at the time, I was in a really bad place. I was uh, not uh, particularly where immer- where um, relationships were concerned because I had right. been really, really unsuccessful.
1: Mm-hmm. But I
0: did mm-hmm. the one thing right that you need to do. I had decided to give up on it and just let it go. Uh, just let it go and that's what let it back in yeah
1: yeah
0: you know just letting go of the frustration letting go of it's like okay i'm done i wash wash my hands i'm done with it yeah and the resistance went away and all of a sudden boom (laughs) so yeah and and at the time i i didn't understand what was happening because i didn't know the law of attraction so when it happened i said what i just gave up on it (laughs) all these years I've been trying to find somebody. I finally give, give up on finding somebody and now somebody shows that's up. Right. What what what's going on that's here? A good
2: example. Yes, that's a good example of letting go.
0: It is. Yeah. yeah. It, it shows how important it is. Yes. But um, yes. I forget why we're telling the story.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about how well it kind of segued into my friend meeting his wife. All oh, right. The car was broke was broken down and you said oh let me tell you my story
0: yeah that's right yeah <laughs> so so the upshot is that we, we talked on the phone three times and then we met and uh oh and this is also a cool part of the story we met and it, there were no sparks
2: oh no way no sparks I at you were all say we had instant magic no and
0: exactly the opposite yada,
2: yada,
1: yada.
0: <laughs> and the following You're weekend kidding. the following weekend deborah had um a triple birthday party because Deborah, myself oh, yeah. and one other person all had birthdays within a few days of each other so she had this triple birthday party for us and so I went to the party she said how'd the date go I said oh not really very well <laughs> and she says well you're going to give it the three date rule right I said the what? <laughs> <laughs> the three date rule I said what's the three date rule do you know the three date rule David?
2: I don't I have to say Oh, uh, the,
0: the three date rule is if the first date doesn't go well you give it two more dates before you make a decision
2: oh Okay. But I, well, that makes sense because I do know sometimes when you meet the second and third time, it could go either way. It could go the opposite way or you could feel closer.
0: And that's pretty much what happened. The second date was better. It wasn't great, but it was better. Right. We went to an aquarium and we had a nice time and so forth. Right. And then the third date, um, it just started to f- fall into place. Yes. Yes. So we needed the time. We needed the time. Mm-hmm. We needed to give each other the time to get to know each other enough for, you know, the good feelings to start happening.
1: That's great. I love that story. Yeah. That's
0: great.
2: It's interesting too because,
0: oh, that was 1998. Oh, wow. So, you know, was that 19 years ago?
2: It really, it really did work. It really did work.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, uh, we've been talking now for 19 minutes, so we're one third of the way through the show, but this still is a good time to bring in the fact that this ties in directly with chapter nine of the book. (laughs) Okay. Which is what we're on today, because the chapter nine of Asking It Is Given is called The Hidden Value Behind Your Emotional Reactions. Oh, wow. I mean, that's exactly what we're talking about here.
2: (laughs) Now, before we go into that, do you want to share any wins? You don't have to. Oh, that's right. I
0: didn't say anything about the wins, did I? Um, (laughs) Let's see. Uh, Well, I guess the biggest win, this is going to sound really weird. This is going to be really, really weird. But I I had a win with taxes.
1: Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I, I, I
0: didn't get extra money. That is actually not what happened. Oh, what right. happened is yeah. that, yeah, right. <laughs> no, what happened is um, about three weeks ago, uh, I, I do the books for my wife's gardening business. And right. we currently have, I'm not even sure what the count is, about 10 employees, something like that. And one of those employees, we had, uh, well, we had also transitioned we use QuickBooks and we had transitioned from QuickBooks for desktop to QuickBooks online for a number of reasons back in June and I had done all the steps to do that transition and I all the signals I got told me that it was successful so I assumed it was successful well I found out it wasn't (laughs) totally successful and this is a little bit of a dig at QuickBooks you guys need to work on your transition scripts but uh, (laughs) um If no, anyone I'm,
1: QuickBooks listening. I'm serious.
0: You would not believe how badly it screwed up the payroll. Wow. Because not only did it get all the payroll for the second quarter wrong, but it wow. managed to do so in a way that added it up so that the final totals were identical to what they were on QuickBooks for desktop. So it looked like it was right, but it was wrong.
1: Huh. That's crazy.
0: And the only reason I found out about it was because one of the employees, we had accidentally – given them a reimbursement and charge it as taxable income. And the way it works uh, with, with, with the IRS is if you're reimbursing somebody, that's not taxable income. So you're supposed to not pull social security and Medicare and so forth on that income. Well, we had, it was like $93, you know, it was a small amount of money, but yeah, you know, it was significant yeah. enough. And and still, you have to get it right, you know? So yeah. I had dove into it starting in like mid September and the first few times I called into QuickBooks about it I said, well, you know, there's this discrepancy of $93. I didn't know about the rest of it being broken. I just knew that we needed to fix this $93 and they kept trying yeah. to fix it and it would create more problems. I'm thinking, you guys are incompetent. What's going on? Here? <laughs> well, it was partly that, but it was mostly that the rest of it was broken and this was like revealing, you know, how badly broken it was. It turned out that all of the employees' payroll from the second quarter and we pay weekly. So it's every week in the second quarter, which is April through June (laughs) was messed up. Every single paycheck was messed up. Every single one was completely wrong. If you looked at the numbers and compared it to what was actually in QuickBooks for desktop, you would have thought they were separate accounts because the numbers were so divergently different, so inaccurate. And that basically meant we had to rebuild the entire payroll manually after the fact from scratch. (laughs) <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, so where's the win <laughs> so the win is that we finished oh okay <laughs> we good. got it done and in fact uh, you and I were supposed to do our, uh, our recording of this podcast um, a few days ago and yep. at the time when we were supposed to do that you remember you called me and I couldn't take the call well that's why yeah. I was on the phone oh, with okay. the person at QuickBooks and we were resolving the issue and we got it done <laughs> <laughs> so hooray that horrible thing is off my plate I'm done yeah <laughs> That's good. Sometimes that's you have to do way. that. So sometimes you have to say it isn't just about the good things that are nice, you know, nice good things on the surface, but you have to look for the silver lining on the bad things too.
2: No, that is true. No, if that's true, sometimes the wind can come from something like that. Yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah, we have for to be sure. willing to to notice when they happen. Some most often when for most of us when something bad happens and it finally finishes, for most of us it's just, "Oh, finally." Yeah. But imagine yeah. how much better we would all be if we Got to the end and say, Yes, it's done. I don't have to yeah. deal with that anymore.
2: <laughs> That's right. Just feel that. Use it as a way to raise your vibration. That's right. Her.
0: Yeah, we can use anything to raise our vibration levels. It's truly amazing.
2: Yes. Now, we did, believe it or not, we did get a few questions. Oh, good. And um, as I had told you before the call, um, I had them on my computer and my computer froze. <laughs> and unfortunately, it still is. Oh, I don't know dear. What's- but I do remember one of them. I do. Re- Sorry, okay. I so we'll do one. But we'll one save
0: the th- others for next week, then.
2: Yeah. I'll, once I get this computer issue fixed, I'll have those. But one of them was from uh, a Barry in Los Angeles, okay. California. Hello, cool, Barry. And he's, and yeah, he's looking for a house, and he wants to know how he can, from a law of attraction point of view, what's the best way he can manifest his like quote dream home. Ah. Okay. Yeah, uh, and I love that question because it does come up. And now, do um, do we
0: have any details from him about what his dream home would be like?
2: Uh, no, he didn't say that. But that's that's where he needs to go is to is to focus on the qualities he wants in his dream home. Yes, in as much in as much detail as possible. So, I would you know, how many bedrooms do you want? What style do you want? Do you want it to have a view? What kind of neighbors do you want? Do you want it to be on a quiet street? Do you want, you know, that kind of thing. What kind of backyard do you want?
0: How many rooms? And, how many levels? Yeah. yeah. How new?
2: Yes. And, and just make, I would recommend to him, just make a list of all the wonderful qualities you want in this dream home and focus on the on that. You know, Make sure you're focusing on what you want. Not on, like, you know, why is it taking so long to find my house and when is it going to happen and all that kind of thing. Cause that's just going to keep you in a low vibration about finding this house. And you want to put yourself in a high vibration about it.
0: And a really important thing is not limiting yourself to what you think you can afford.
2: Totally. Yes, I agree. Totally. Cause you never know. You never know. There could be something
0: crazy things, more. crazy things happen. happen.
2: Absolutely.
1: I mean, Absolutely. things that I mean, you don't
0: expect. So you, you you find a house that you initially dismiss because you could never afford it, and then there's a fire sale, and all of a sudden the, the seller <laughs> offers it at a price that you didn't expect that you can't afford.
2: Yes, and I, and I don't know about you, Walt, but I have had a few experiences with buying a home where it was more than I thought, but I know how things work from a love attraction point of view, and I ended up getting it the price I could
0: afford. I, I didn't really have that experience yet, but the experience I have had is the other side of the, of the coin.
2: Because yeah. I
0: had a condo that I bought, and I wanted to sell it when I met Louise because uh, we didn't want to live in the town where I was living. We, want, we wanted to live in a different town, so I needed to sell it. Right. And when I was selling it, um, the price that everybody was saying that I was going to get for it was lower than what I wanted. By oh. about... 20% lower, 20 to 25% wow. lower. hmm And, I just refused to buy into that. Good. So, I just kept shopping around. I mean, I I think I probably called about 15 different real estate agents. Right. And I finally found a real estate agent who, when I asked her, what did she think I could get for it, she named a figure much closer to what I had in mind.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And I said, well, you're saying a figure that everybody else disagrees with. They're all saying about 20-25% less. Why do you think your figure <laughs> is correct? She says, well, right. we, we have a bigger reach. We're able to reach a larger population than most uh, agents are. I said, okay, well, that, that sounds you know, believable. So... Um, I'd had, uh, I'd hired a firm to come in to do all the interior stuff to really dress it up and make it, you know, in good shape Oh, like so a forth. staging, like
2: a staging type thing?
0: Not staging, but, but basics like, you know, the carpet was like 10 years old, so it needed to be ripped out and, uh, oh, some, you know, a little bit of, uh, yeah. facelifting in the kitchen and stuff like that. Not major yeah. expense, but you know, significant certainly, yeah. but you know, I, I think I end up spending about four or $5,000 overall. But yeah, it, it enabled yeah. me to get you know twenty percent more on the value of the condo. So, yes, <laughs> you no, know, a lot more than what I invested in it. That's um, right. Anyway, I ended up listing with that one particular agent who came in with the you know the higher figure, and I asked her when I signed the listing arrangement with her how long did she think it would take to sit, to sell. She said probably about a month. It took right. a, it took one week. Wow! Fantastic. So all those other agents. <laughs> Not only were they they underpricing it compared to what I was able to get, but they were also telling me it would take two to three months to sell because of how bad the market was
1: wow well, and well, i mean
0: I, I didn't i didn't buy into it I just didn't believe it,
2: yes, and I have a similar story from my experience in that um the last house I sold that I was living in um, I wanted to sell like early in the year, like in February, which yep. is unusual mm-hmm. and A realtor, you know, went along with it. She goes, "Well, that's okay. Maybe you'll get a a jump start, but who knows?" And we listed it at the price she recommended, even though I thought it was too low. Okay. But I, but I kept my mind and my thoughts where they wanted to be. Like, you know, I'm going to find the perfect buyer, and it's going to come in for more. They're going to offer more than the price, and it's going to all that kind of thing. And do you know, in two days? Wow. Two days. We got to offer for forty thousand dollars more than the asking price. Yeah, yeah.
0: That that's actually not surprising to me, but it probably is surprising to a lot of people.
2: <laughs> and I don't think it was. I mean, you know how coincidence, coincidences are very law of attraction. Like oh, there yeah. are no coincidences. And if, you know there was there happened to be a couple that was looking for that neighborhood, and what happened was, which of course we didn't know, they had lost. Out on three houses. Ah. In other words, they tried to get them, and they were outbid, or they weren't. They didn't act quick enough. So what they did was, when they saw our house, is they just came in with the their best and final. They didn't want to bother with like
0: no negotiating. let's just, just go exactly. for it and grab it. Yeah.
2: So we were like, which you have to do when oh you're when,
0: when you're in a seller's market. You have to do that. You know. So it makes yes. it totally makes sense to me. It
1: really does. But it goes
2: back to it goes back to your point, which is totally true. Is like. Don't ever put limits
1: on no.
2: what you think you can have or what could happen because you just never know.
0: So I guess the answer for Barry is: um, first of all, make your your wish list. Yeah, and don't of, leave in, any as much detail. Yes. Don't leave anything off the list. That's right. And make it your ideal home. Don't make it what you're willing to settle for. Make it your ideal home. You can always settle Absolutely. later on. You you get Absolutely. to make that decision later, but. You know, go for the ideal one, go for the best one that you could possibly, yeah. you know, that would give you everything that you would want. And then probably write it down. Writing it down is a good thing because yep. the exercise yep. of writing down forces you to focus on continuing to think about and believe in that house yeah. for a longer period of time. And then revisit that every day. Every day, Mm -hmm. take that piece of paper out that you wrote down all these things on and read the list out loud because, again, that focuses your mind on what it is you want and not on the things you don't want.
2: (laughs) Yes, and one little process I'm going to throw into that will help him is if you have any resistance about, like, oh, but I don't know if I can have a pool or whatever these wishes are. Just say to yourself or out loud, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I want a house that has a pool. And I don't know how this is going to happen, but I want a house with a gorgeous backyard. I don't know how this is going to happen, but I want a house, you know, with whatever. And just use that because it takes away any resistance when you kind of think of it like that.
0: Absolutely. In fact, if you want to reinforce it, you can also say what you just said. And each time you say one of those things, <sighs> release the air.
2: It yeah. just relaxes point, it out of you. That's right. And by, and by saying it that way, that's kind of what it does because you're not taking any, any resistance when you say those words. Right. So that, it helps. It yeah. does help. It really does. It, it does.
0: Helps. Yeah. It be, Because it gets you into a better frame of mind. And when you get yourself in a better frame of mind, you're going to attract more of good stuff.
2: That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's interesting, like the limits people put on, like um, I, another, someone else I know is coming into an, an inheritance. Mm. And... Yeah, and it could be either a small amount of money or a very large amount of money. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so she goes, well, I'll be happy if I just have enough to buy a Honda. And I said, oh, I said, but what about a Mercedes? And she goes, nah, she goes...
0: (laughs) I agree with her. I "I don't like Mercedes either.
2: (laughs) Well, whatever. My point was, no, my point was, like, and there's nothing wrong with a Honda, of course. (laughs) No, of course. My point was, like, well, why... Are you limiting yourself to that? Yes. Like, yes. You might as well vibrationally, vibrationally, at least set yourself up for more. Because, <laughs> there actually is
0: no difference between asking for more and asking for less.
2: Of course. That's what, so eventually, she said, "Oh, okay, I totally get what you're saying." So you know, whether it's a whatever your dream car is, um, like you know, go there, go there instead of the Honda. Yeah.
0: Go for the moon. Okay. Shoot the moon.
2: That's right. Because you, you want to put yourself in that nice, high vibration. That's right. And And you never know what else could come in, you know, from doing
0: that. Oh, and that's the other thing, serendipities You, like you say, you never know what's going to come in, so you could end up, you know, putting out there that you want, you know, this really wonderful car, and then the car comes with your new husband.
1: That's (laughs) right. You just
0: (laughs) never know. It just depends on how open you are to wonderful things coming out of it.
2: (laughs) That's right. So before you know about the inheritance, you might as well... Use that to raise your vibration. Think, we you know, whether it's a car or some big trip you always want to go on, whatever it is. And the best
0: know? way to do that is, since it's an inheritance, start celebrating the inheritance.
2: Yes. Do little happy dances, yes. you know. Yes, that's right. Like use it as a way of a vibration raising way.
0: Every know? every morning until you find out how much the inheritance is, wake up and say, "I am so grateful that person X is leaving me some money." Wow, that's a wonderful yes. feeling. I so much appreciate it. Thank you, Person X. Thank you so much. Even though I don't know how much it is, thank you so much. That's wonderful that you did that for me.
2: That's right. I wouldn't be surprised if someone really did that. I wouldn't be surprised if in that high vibration about money, somehow they attract money some other way that I haven't even thought of.
0: Or, Or something else even. I mean, that's that's the thing about the law of attraction. When when we're feeling good, it isn't like we necessarily have to zero in on just the particular thing we're thinking about. Of
2: course. The the
0: high vibration level, the high feeling level, the the big positive feeling level attracts all kinds of stuff that feels good.
2: Yes, and I I always remind people that the reason why we want whatever we want is because for the most part, we think it's going to make us feel better. So by keeping ourselves in that feel-better place, in general, then you're going to attract those things that you want.
0: That's true. That's exactly true. Um, you attract
2: it to you, yeah. In fact, actually, this
0: is probably a good way to get into talking about the book, because we're, we're over yeah, halfway through the show.
2: Because I know it's all, we've
1: already <laughs> we've, spent a lot of the time. <laughs> well,
0: it's, it's been worthwhile. <laughs> it's because stuff we've been talking about. But we really should talk about the book, because we promised people we, we would be talking oh, about yeah, the, book. the book. <laughs> right,
1: let's get to the book. Let's get to the book. So anyway, as I we're said, just having too much fun.
0: we are having no, we're not having too much fun, but we're having lots of it. That's for sure.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, the, the the chapter is subtitled "The Hidden Value Behind Your Emotional Reactions," which is exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about the hidden value behind your emotional reactions
2: <laughs> and, yes. and why
0: you want to play those emotional reactions up as much as you can and just really celebrate them. So let's read from the book. It says your sense of sight is different from your sense of hearing and your sense of smell is different from your sense of touch. But even though they are different, they are all vibrational interpretations. In other words, when you approach a hot stove, your sense of sight does not necessarily tell you that the stove is hot. Your sense of hearing and your sense of taste or smell are not usually the way you recognize a hot stove either. But as you approach the stove with your body, the senses in your skin let you know that the stove is hot. Actually, if the stove is hot, you usually can smell it too, but that's another thing. But <laughs> well, re- reading on, you were born with sensitive, evolved, sophisticated translators of vibration that help you understand and define your experience. That's a really important point. It isn't just our emotions. Our senses yeah. are also sensors of vibration.
1: Mhm. Uh-huh. Mhm. Uh-huh.
0: And in the same way that you utilize your five physical senses to interpret your physical life experience, you were born with other sensors, your emotions, which are further vibrational interpreters that help you understand in the moment the experiences that you are living. Okay, yeah. so there's the setup. Yes. Yeah. Emotions are indicators of your point of attraction. Your, your emotions are your indicators of the vibrational content of your being in every moment. And so when you become aware of the feeling of your emotions, you are also, you can also be aware of your vibrational offering. Yes. And once yes, you combine I've... your knowledge of the law of attraction with your in this moment awareness of what your vibrational offering is, then you will have full control of your own powerful point of attraction. And with this knowledge, you can now guide your life experience in any way you choose.
2: Yes. And I'm going to simplify that a little bit in that if you're feeling good you're at a high vibration if you're not feeling good you're at a lower vibration that's kind of like an easy way to kind of tell how you're vibrating
0: and high vibration is good
2: yes we want to always do our best to be at a higher vibration
0: in fact the uh, the book goes on to say When you made the decision to come forth into this physical body, you fully understood your eternal connection to source energy, and you knew that your emotions would be constant indicators that would let you know in every moment your current relationship with source energy. And so understanding the powerful guidance that you have eternal access to, you felt no sense of risk, no sense of confusion, only a sense of adventure and true exhilaration. You know what the interesting thing is? Mm
1: -hmm. After
0: we're born, how we forget about that
1: yeah and not yeah.
0: immediately either i mean kids you can tell little kids really get it
2: mm-hmm. have you
0: ever noticed that
2: yes but i think they get it without realizing they get yeah, it. yeah <laughs> it's just
0: like built in it's like this is the way we always behave and it it takes society to change their behaviors around so that they no longer are connected to it but mm-hmm. we we actually do have a memory of it when we were born it, it's just that our society teaches us teaches us otherwise which means we should stop learning what society teaches us in some ways.
1: <laughs> well, good luck with that one. Yeah, well, <laughs> in a
0: sense, that's what we're learning to do when we're studying law of, law of attraction as adults. We're learning how yes. to go back to what we previously knew. Yes,
1: yes. And part of that like is a recognizing. Re- a reminder.
0: Yeah, it is a reminder. And part of it is recognizing what it is that we're going back to. That's why this book's so important. It's, it's telling yeah, think, us this is what we felt before, and we just yeah, need to reconnect to that. I think
2: that's that. why so many of us resonate with it in the oh, beginning. Yeah. Like, it just like feels like, oh, yeah. It feels right. Yes. Yeah, like Yeah, that, that sounds right somehow. I don't yeah. know how, but it does.
0: Yeah, that's, Isn't that it? I don't know how, but it does. Yeah. That's it right there. All of a sudden, because yeah. you hear you know, from the religions and so forth, you hear what they have to say, and they never seem to connect right. It just mm-hmm. never seems. I mean, some of it sounds good, and then it's like they go off on this tangent and they never come back. It's like, well, but wait, 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 wait a minute, what about the stuff that felt good? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. But
0: this stuff, yeah. you're right. This stuff, right from the get-go, it just clicks. You can just feel that. Wow. Yeah. That, that of course, yeah. that's the way it's got to work. You know, because yeah. if and, and not so much that it's got to work that way, but it just intuitively makes sense that it would work that way it just uh-huh. it, it it feels like yeah that that answer just resonates right with me for some reason yes
1: yes and indeed the book
0: confirms that it says you are empowered beings you are utterly free to create and when you know that and are focused upon things that are in vibrational harmony with that you feel absolute joy that's what we're feeling when we when we hear about this it's the that's the joy welling up
2: But I love that that wording, absolute joy. Absolute joy, Wow. (laughs) I want that. (laughs) That, That's what I want every
0: moment of every day of my life.
2: Yes, yes. I mean, absolute joy. That's a wonderful state to be in.
0: And the good news is that we can actually use our emotions to get there. That's what the next section is about. It says, when you think a thought that rings true with who you really are, you feel harmony coursing through your physical body. Joy, love, yes. and a sense of freedom are examples of that alignment. And when you think thoughts that do not ring true with who you really are, you feel the disharmony in your physical yes. body. Depression, fear, and feelings of bondage are examples of this ma- of that misalignment. In the same way that sculptors mold clay into the creation that pleases them, you create by molding energy. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. That's nice. You create by molding energy, and you do that. Yes. Well, let's see how, let's find out how you do it. You mold it through your power of focus by thinking about things, remembering things, and imagining things. You focus the energy when you speak, when you write, when you listen, when you are silent, when you remember, and when you imagine. You focus it through the projection of your thought. So we are sculptors by focusing, and in focusing, molding the energy that comes through our thought processes
2: because mm-hmm. it's always a choice what we're focusing on and thinking about.
0: And you can't focus. Oh, I am sorry, you you can't stop focusing, I should say. Right. The only way right. to stop and focusing you- is to go to
1: sleep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, and you can't focus on what you want and what you don't want at the same time.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, you can try. That's interesting. You, you can yeah. multitask it. <laughs> But multitasking itself is about focusing on one, then the other, then the one, then the other, then the one, then the, <laughs> one, then the other. Yes. You can't yeah. at any given instant focus on two different vibrations at the same time. It can't be done.
2: And a lot of times what you know, we all kind of find hard is like in the moment when there's something happening, you're like, what do you mean focus on what I want? This is happening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is happening, <laughs> so, right?
2: Yeah. This is what is. So what are you talking about? What's the opposite of this? I have to focus on this for a while, damn it. <laughs>
0: it. It's a funny thing how we just, we're we're so trained to focus on what is.
2: Yes, that's right. That's right. And we, and we don't... Because until, until we hear this, we never even think, oh, let me focus on what I want as opposed to what is. Well, yeah.
0: In fact, uh, we end up concluding that if you don't focus on what is, there's something wrong with you.
2: Right. Hey, that's interesting, right?
1: Yeah.
0: But, in fact, this is probably the hardest part to learn when you're trying to learn law of attraction for the first time. In fact, you can choose to focus on what you want, and it doesn't have to be what is.
2: Absolutely. Of course. Yes. And the easiest way to it, understand... You don't want it to be what is, because if it's what is, you're going to keep attracting what is.
0: If you find yourself having difficulty comprehending that, the easiest way I know to comprehend it is to remember that when you were a child, you did not have any trouble playing. You did not have any right. trouble making up play scenarios.
1: That's right. That's true. We
0: don't have any trouble understanding the concept of fiction.
1: hmm
0: We don't have mm-hmm. any trouble understanding the concept of a fictional story. All we're saying here is create fictional stories. Create fictional playtimes. Create fictional environments. Yes. And create it in your mind. And when you create it in your mind, you are no longer focusing on what is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You are now focusing mm-hmm. on what you want to become, what you want to have happen. And in the process yes. of doing that, you are now actively creating rather than living by default.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So the 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 whole goal here, that this is probably the number one thing that we're all trying to accomplish when we're learning this stuff and trying to apply it we are trying to relearn what we knew as a child, and that is how to imagine what it is that we really want so we can attract more of it. That's it in a nutshell.
2: And it can be fun, like when you really try doing it. Oh yeah. If you do it long enough, it, it actually feels good, it's fun.
0: And there's another thing too, if the first few times you try, it doesn't feel terribly fun, you can imagine that it feels fun anyway. There, there's a little trick in case you find that it's hard to get going because it can take a while to overcome the momentum, right? If you've got a negative momentum that's been going on for quite some time, it can take yeah. some time to kind of reverse that momentum, you know, change yeah. the impulse and change the direction and so forth. So, the thing to do when you're trying to, when you're in the midst of, of reversing engines, so to speak, yeah. <laughs> is yeah. to focus on imagining that you really do feel better about the thing you want to attract even if you're not Mm -hmm. feeling it Mm
2: -hmm. or as they say fake Mm -hmm. it
0: until you make it
2: (laughs) yeah which is sometimes hard when you're going through something yeah it is wait a minute i'm going through this what are you talking about think about what i want
0: but it's also a good practice isn't it
2: yes
0: because if, if you're practicing doing something that you're trying to learn the skill of that's good that anytime you're trying to learn, learn a skill, you want to, to, you know, yeah. the first time that you're learning to write or the first time that you're learning to drive a car or, or you know, any new skill, yeah, it feels awkward. It feels weird. It doesn't feel comfortable yet, you know? Yes. But that means you can, that you just want to keep you can doing do it.
2: Slowly. It. Yeah, like Esther, Esther Hicks always says you, you can't get from there to here, you have to gradually get here.
0: You're a musician. I'm a musician. So here's a musical analogy. The first time that yeah. you learn to play a musical instrument, for me it was piano. The it's first, a, few, yeah, th- okay, and most people, I think, uh, many people anyway, it's piano. The first yeah. few times you're you're pressing those keys, it feels so awkward. But <laughs> over time, just by you know, kind of pushing your way through and trying to play those melodies that you know don't come out real fast and da da da, da you know
2: that kind of thing. <laughs> The, even placing your hands in the right position yeah, like for, cor- for the chords feels weird at first.
0: But, if, but when you keep doing it over and over again, yes. it starts yeah. to feel more and more natural. And that's what practicing is.
2: You know what? I might use that in my next newsletter. I like that. Okay. C- comparison with playing the piano. That's good. I like that.
0: Well, I told you the story last week about the uh, guitar student that I helped.
2: Yes. It's yes. the
0: same thing. Yes. He had just simply yep. learned the wrong way to practice. Right. I taught him the better right. way to practice, which is to practice feeling good. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> you know, to
0: let go, to relax the hand and all that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah,
2: but it is true. Like when you first, like whether it's piano or violin or whatever it is, yeah. in the beginning, like it's, it's awkward. And then the more you practice it, suddenly it's not awkward and it actually does feel good.
0: And the only people who find it not to be awkward are the prodigies. They're the the Mozarts of the world who just sit down uh-huh. and play.
2: I was not a Mozart I record. wasn't either. <laughs> but guess what? We don't have to be.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, my God. I even tried flute, and that... I didn't even continue with it, but that's another story. But piano, <laughs> I do very <that> good. <laughs> I have to
0: ask you, what do you love most about piano?
2: Well, the, that when once you learn how to play, that, you know, I can just take any sheet music and play and sing to it and it just feels so good and so freeing when you're playing and it sounds good and you're it just is wonderful you're creating this music you know and for,
0: for me the, what you're saying is great but for me you know what what really felt good about piano was learning how to make my hands do different things at the same time
2: oh I never thought of that but that's interesting too yeah
0: because we, we do have a tendency to do things with our hands in parallel that's mm-hmm. that's the normal way that we tend to do things, and mm-hmm. so to make fingers go in different directions, doing different things, you know, the right hand playing melody and the left hand you know, playing chord progressions or arpeggios or whatever. Like, whoa, yeah. wait, <laughs> hey, you guys got <laughs> you guys aren't talking to each other here very well. <laughs> yeah. But but when and you it learn even, it, when you get past that discomfort level, that's when you get into the zone that you talked about, where you're making yeah. this beautiful sound and it feels good and so forth.
2: I mean, I didn't do that because I'm more naturally right-handed, mm-hmm. and at one point I was like, "I want my left hand to be able to do this too." Yeah, <laughs> so right. I started, <laughs> I started purposely using my left hand to try to write and eat and whatever, whatever, and then eventually my left hand can now do those things. So it's kind of interesting. Like, yeah, I, I did also the same did, thing. In the beginning felt awkward, and then it didn't.
0: Because I'm right-handed also, and I I learned the right hand quicker as a result. But I did the same thing. When I wanted to bring the left hand up to speed, I would actually move it to the top part of the keyboard and play melodies with it mm-hmm. to force it mm-hmm. to to learn how to do finger manipulations that the right hand knew how to do more naturally now.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Well, that's all the same thing as trying to wean ourselves off of focusing merely on what is and focusing instead on possibilities. It's that's uncomfortable right. at first, but over time, if we keep doing it and doing it and doing it, it gets easier and easier and easier.
2: Yes, and in the law of attraction world, that's called momentum. Because most of us have a, yeah. have a strong momentum, in the beginning at least, about thinking about what we don't want and focusing on what we don't want. Right. And then with practice, though, and such, then you slowly start thinking more positive and you speed that part up and you slow down the negative momentum.
0: Yeah. And it does become easier. And as it, it becomes easier, you start to realize that, well, this whole LOA thing is actually possible.
2: Yes, yeah, so and not only, in my opinion, does it become easier, but it feels good.
0: It does feel good, yeah.
2: And you and you want to feel good. So you're like, you know what, it feels better to focus on what I want. Over what I, it feels better to be at a high vibration and a low vibration. So you, you kind of just start going there more often.
0: You know, most of my adult life, I actually believed that I had no control over my emotions.
2: Wow. Well, yeah, um,
0: I really believed that. And when I first read about the law of attraction and first saw The Secret and so forth, I didn't really believe it. I I I, I, I kind of gathered they were saying that you can control your emotions, but I, my mind kept dismissing that, mm-hmm. saying, "Well, mm-hmm. yeah, but that doesn't really—they don't really mean that." <laughs> oh wow!
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: of course, they really did mean that. So the first yeah. few steps that I had to take when I finally realized they meant it was, oh wow, I, I have to learn how to do this, and I
2: didn't know <laughs> how, I didn't
0: know how to do it. How how do you how do you feel something different from what you're feeling?
2: But what you know? but what clicked in your mind though that made you want to continue? What was it that made you want to continue?
0: Oh, I wasn't getting results that I wanted, and so I was studying more to figure out why I wasn't getting the results I exactly. wanted, and yep. I learned that. That it was becau- seemed
2: like a way to do
0: that. It it, it may it it came through to me that I had to take more control of my emotional content yeah. at any given time in order to to attract more of what I wanted, and so yes. I, now I had an urgency. Now I had a reason to do it,
1: mm-hmm. but that didn't
0: mean I knew mm-hmm. how to do it yet. It just meant right, I had a right. reason to do it. <laughs> so you know, yeah. I'm 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 like. I, I'm like the person who's sitting down to the keyboard for the first time and trying to put the hands in the position on the keys and push the keys in the right order. It's like, oh, this feels so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the way I felt when I was trying to to create emotions that were different from what the is, the current is, was telling me to feel. Yes. What yeah. made the difference for me was remembering what we mentioned earlier, which is when you're a kid, when you're a child, it's to to imagine stuff. And so yeah. I just pretended that I was playing a game of imagining a different feeling. And uh-huh. that didn't really do it at first. Um, what did do it was, I, I've told you I'm a walker. And uh, during my walks, my wife would encourage me to just enjoy stuff about what I was seeing on the walk. Even though it's yes. what is stuff, find the stuff to enjoy. And that's but that's
2: ha- a different way. Yeah, that's, that's fine.
0: But yeah. that, that process yeah. of, of focusing on what is that you enjoy. Yes. It does help unstuck you, get you unstuck from Mm -hmm. being focused totally on what is. That sounds a weird thing to say.
2: And you had practice focusing on things that make you feel good and enjoy. It
0: it, it sounds weird to say that because I was focusing on what is. But the act of focusing on the positive side of what is actually freed me to focus less often on what is and to start (sighs) focusing more on what I wanted to imagine things to be.
1: Yes, yes, for sure.
0: So the shift takes place by deciding that, first of all, there isn't just one is. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? There are actually yeah. lots of ises out there. The question yes. is, which is are you going to focus on? Mm-hmm. And by shifting what you're going to focus on to better ises, you empower yourself to imagine beyond is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is pretty cool when you think about it.
2: Yeah, because... If we keep focusing on what is, we're going to keep attracting what is. If we focus on what we want, then the what we want will eventually become our what is.
0: But if we're stuck on focusing on what is and we aren't sure how to break out of it, we can at least focus on different ises in order to get out of yes. it.
2: <laughs> I hope people aren't confused about all this what is, what isn't, what is, what isn't. I hope
0: not. But, yeah. but, yeah. but it's a key point. And it's subtle, yes. but it's key. That you Even if you're stuck on what is, you can use what is to get unstuck. Yes yes which is nice it was the way it was the only way I was able to get out of it to be honest mm-hmm. it was the only way I was able to break the pattern you know because oh, I, no. I was in a bad habit well I broke the habit and once you break it once you break through it isn't like well why didn't I see that before it's more along the lines of wow I can really do that
2: <laughs> yeah like from now on, from now on yeah <laughs> this is my new way of being
0: and oh my god now I don't have an excuse anymore <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's
1: right
0: that's right so let's finish up the chapter we're on the la- this is actually a fairly short chapter which is good because okay. we spent half the, the episode not talking about the chapter <laughs> I know I think
1: we only have a few minutes left
0: anyway so go for it well, we got about four minutes left so we're okay It's yeah. gonna have something like that Yeah. so the last uh, sentence of the chapter says like the sculptors who with time and practice learn to mold the clay into the precise desired creation you can learn to mold the energy that creates worlds through the focus of your own mind And like the sculptors who, with their hands, feel their way as they recreate their vision, you will use your emotions to feel your way to Mm well-being. That's really it. Mm -hmm. You're you're not just experiencing emotions, you're using them. You're putting them to work. Yes. And when you put them to work to reshift your focus and to, to reach out for better emotions by shifting your focus, you are using them. You're not just experiencing them. You're not just you know, a victim of them.
2: Yes, yes.
0: That's a really important distinction. We don't want to be victims of our emotions.
2: No, no. And even if it's just a little bit better at a time, that's great, as long well as you're going in the better direction.
0: Yeah. Well, even if you're not going in a better direction, just the fact that you're no longer dependent on them is good because your compass <laughs> comes into play and says, whoops, you're going in the wrong direction here. <laughs> Warning gonna, warning Will Robinson. <laughs>
2: yes. Yes, but it's important to like, you know, if you start improving what you're focusing on, it's okay if, you know, it's not an immediate, you know, you're at a 10 suddenly. Like you want. Yes. It's okay that you gradually get there. Gradually.
0: It's okay to recognize that you're going through shifts, even if they aren't always positive. You're going through a negative shift. Oh, wow, at least I'm shifting. I wasn't shifting before. This is an improvement.
1: Absolutely. Yep.
0: Improvement happens incrementally in small amounts. Improvement rarely happens in large leaps. If it does happen in a large leap, you have a huge celebration and throw a party. (laughs) But most of the time, it doesn't. And that's okay. Yeah. There are lots of... That, actually, it's probably better it, when it goes incrementally because it gives you so many different more opportunities to celebrate. Yeah. I mean, if you go from, from zero to 60 in one shot, you have one opportunity to celebrate it.
1: That's right. But if
0: you go from <laughs> zero to two and two to four and four to six and six to eight, you've got 30 yeah. opportunities to celebrate it. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's a whole lot better.
1: <laughs> yes, for sure.
0: Because every time that you're focusing on celebration... You're changing your whole emotional vibration,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which is exactly mm-hmm. what this
0: chapter is all about.
2: And so. it's a it's a big thing to really get and to put into action. But when you do, it's well worthwhile. It is well worthwhile. Well, we
0: got 30 seconds left, David. So tell people how to find you.
2: Okay, anyone who uh, may be interested in some law of attraction coaching, you can go to lifecoachdavid.com and you can contact me from there. And if anyone has a question they want us to answer you could email me at david at lifecoachdavid.com, and we will do our best to answer it.
0: And hopefully you're already subscribed to the podcast. If you haven't, go to Today.net. If you have, share it with your friends so that they can subscribe, because that's how our numbers keep growing. David, it's been a pleasure as usual.
2: Same here, Walter. Well, it was great.
0: We'll see you all next time here on Today. Goodbye, everybody.